Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Super pleased today to have special guest and friend Evan Silva on the show. And everyone knows Evan from his fantasy stuff, Roto World, now his very successful Establish the Run. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. We've done this pretty much every year, I think, Dr. Chow. Since you started to you started your own thing, and um, I think they they've been productive visits. Well, I, I look forward to this, but I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I've got uh, Justin, the producer, and Jacob, our content guy, and Taylor, our analyst, and I think they're more excited than me. Every time I mention something or talk about something, Taylor will say, "What does Evan say? What is established run? Can we get that? <laughs> Bring Evan on. I keep saying it. So yeah. he can't. Normally, this is just a you and I part of the conversation here, but I promise you, Taylor <coughs> cannot help himself. He will have to jump in. He's That's he's over the moon excited. Hey, we need more people. We need more people like Taylor. You know, yeah. we, we need more of them. Oh, they're they're keep telling them that they're out there. <laughs> they are. Uh, I know. This is usually we prepare a little bit for the podcast, but you know me, you know whatever. I, there's no preparation necessary when it comes to chatting with you. You know we know what work we're doing. I might ask you some questions. You can go whichever way. And quite honestly, uh, prior to your going to establish the run and my doing six score and pro football doc formally, we had some good chats. The three of us, you, me, and and uh, and Warren Sharp, right? And mm-hmm. uh, some of those pod those podcasts would go three hours. I wouldn't be on for three I know. hours, Jeez, but you guys really ran through it all and uh, good times. <laughs> but uh, feel free to jump in. I am not the uh, best program moderator. We'll just have a conversation here. Mm-hmm. I think the first one maybe that we talk about, just because he's a quarterback and he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, is Matt Stafford and his elbow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, some of my guys said the opening game, Bills versus Rams, has, the line has been pulled down by some mm-hmm. else. It has been, yep. Uh, what What is your take on that so far? And we have our injury take on it, but what's your thoughts? Well, <clears throat> my take right now is so that we have a, um, like a first tier of players at the top of the first round, Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, and Christian McCaffrey. And I've had Cooper Cup as the number two player in that first tier. And I'm thinking about moving him to the number four player in that first tier um, with uh, and moving Justin Jefferson ahead of him as the number one overall fantasy receiver, which is kind of a big move after the season that Cooper Cup had. So... You know, I, I need to throw this back to you because you know every every time that Sean McVay talks about, it, I mean, he and he's he talks very glowingly about most situations, but he hasn't talked overly glowy, uh, yeah, uh, about this situation. He he has not been super excited about this situation, and that that bothers me because I think he called the um, the level of pain that that Stafford is experiencing right now abnormal or or unusual. Something along those lines. I don't know. I want to hear you talk about this. So with the panel of Sports Injury Central doctors, including baseball doctors, we leaned on that and came together to form this opinion. It's some sort of potential tendonitis that required a PRP injection. The number one worry is, is this an ulnar collateral ligament Tommy John issue like you Mm. hear about for pitchers? Mm. And that would be disastrous. We Mm. do not believe so. Our preseason six score for Matthew Stafford for the season was 92. You know, uh, he's older. He's, he's not a young guy at 95, 6. And, you know, we're never higher than 99. And we're not changing it based on the current information. Here's why. We don't believe it's only collateral. The most common form of elbow injury in a baseball pitcher is a flexor tendonitis on the medial side of the elbow, different than only collateral. And if it really were only collateral, a big worry, he wouldn't be throwing at all. He's throwing individual and seven-on-sevens. So what that tells us is, yes, tendonitis is lingering. They want to be careful. It has to do with grip. Look, we wouldn't be surprised if ultimately he were seen throwing a college football slightly smaller, right? And that helps with the grip on the medial side of the forearm. So he can make all throws, but it can hurt to have tight window, high effort throws. Thus, the individual and seven on seven. 
he could do 11 on 11. They're just not trying to add mileage to the elbow and soreness. And we all know Matthew Stafford, you know, along with my guy, Philip Rivers, have been the best at playing through injuries, broken mm-hmm. backs and thumbs mm-hmm. and this, that, the other. I don't think Stafford's going to be worried about letting it rip in a game. They mm-hmm. just don't want to let it rip here again and again in training camp. So mm-hmm. I like this kind of stuff because, I don't know, I, I hate being the bearer of bad news all the time. And that's what I feel like I am all the time. Like I used to always say to my GM when he'd like look at me and shake his head and you're like, you're killing me and all this stuff. And I literally would say to him, Evan, look, I'm Paul Revere. I'm not the British. I'm just telling you the injuries here. I didn't cause the injury, okay? I mean, uh, kind of thing. But I like giving good news. Uh, I think Stafford is going to be okay. Is he going to have rest? Are you going to be worried because it's his throwing elbow? I think so. Would I uh, begrudge you to move Justin Jefferson ahead of him? No. A, you know that better than me. B, if you don't practice 11-on-11 with Cooper Cup, even though they're both veterans, they know what to do, maybe that's the tiny delta that makes that change. And that's big for for you guys in the fantasy world. But I don't expect it to be disaster. And uh, if you move Cooper Cup from, you know, to the next slot at wide receiver from the top tier, I'd say, okay, that's fine and reasonable. If you moved him to a middle tier, I'd say, no, 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 Matt Stafford's Mm going to be okay, right? I mean, uh, kind of thing. So I think your, your thoughts are defensible, even though we have not changed our six score for the season off of it. Okay. For fantasy drafters. Makes perfect sense. The other big one that that uh, has come out today, uh, Monday recording of this podcast, is Hip Hip Hooray. J.K. Dobbins has passed his physical and is back fully at practice. And one of the things I love, Evan, is crowdsourcing. Like, look, we do a lot off of video and you know, in the preseason, there's not a lot of video. Uh, a lot of beat reporters are restricted from posting video, so we rely on fan video. We do have a little video of J.K. Dobbins. I said, look, right now, our preseason injury six score on J.K. Dobbins was a fairly low 47 because it was an ACL and LCL injury. As a matter of fact, our article at sixscore.com got linked and quoted by ravens.com that it was an ACL and LCL. He started on PUP. He is now off. But off PUP does not mean he's 100%, as you know. Let's take another example, Evan. Chris Godwin. What do you think of Chris Godwin? So he's not going to start the season on reserve PUP because he's off the active PUP. Right. Um, So I moved him up. I I started out pretty conservative on him. I mean, he had a a very late season. There were a bunch of guys this year that had had very late season multi- knee ligament tears and um so i had him like in the 80s overall and i moved him moved him up into the the 50s um after he after so now that we know that he's at least going to be eligible to play within the first month of the season we don't expect him to be ready for week one um just based on all the information that we've gotten or probably even week two but maybe he could start ramping up in week three or week four and then maybe be full go by the middle of October. I mean, that's that's kind of like the 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 um the the bull case for him. That's like the most positive outlook. And we want look, he Chris Godwin's awesome. We want to be on the positive end of awesome players. Um and it seems like his recovery's been going well, but I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and I don't mean sidetrack from Dobbins. We'll get back to it, but I think okay. the Chris Godwin case will will make the point. Chris Godwin, our preseason six score for draft purposes. Now, you rank them by draft order. So going from 80 to 50 is a big jump up. We're the opposite. We rank out of 100 in terms of percent of health, right? And very few people are 100. So so think of it this way. And guys, help me out with the stats. Last year, for example, Saquon Barkley, we had at a 46 out of 100. His ESPN, I guess we should be quoting Establish the Run fantasy <laughs> stats, <laughs> uh, projections, okay. but his ESPN fantasy projections was 1,171 yards and nine touchdowns. Mm. We said his sixth score was 46. Yes, that's because coming off the ACL. Yes, he hurt his ankle as well, mm-hmm. but he yeah. finished with 600-some yards, 
580. Sorry, 580. See, I'm not trying to cheat the system. 580, less than 50% of the yardage, and two touchdowns instead of nine in terms of projections. I'd say our 46 wasn't too bad. Now, of course, the no, ankle injury, good. you could say. You know, you know what's funny, though? You know what's funny, though, and, and a little anecdotal here is that I remember last year, you know, I'm in, in a lot of drafts with Mike Clay of ESPN, and I noticed that he was drafting a lot of Saquon Barkley. Probably, you know, probably because they had him so high in their rankings, maybe he should have looked at your uh, your six score. No, no, that's his prediction. That's his, that no was his prediction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. No, no disrespect to, to Mike Clay. He's absolutely one of the best, and he's also a really good fantasy football player, not just a great fantasy football analyst. But in this particular instance, I just I remember that standing out like. God, Mike keeps taking Saquon Barkley in like every draft that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I remember, and, and I only do the Scott Fishbowl, right, primarily. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were about middling, and I was like, like, please don't let me take Saquon. Please don't have Saquon <laughs> fall where I have to take him because mm-hmm. I don't want to take him. You know, and thankfully, we we avoided that. But that's just an example of how our six scores work. So for Chris Godwin, we have him right now for the season – and it will change week to week as we go, as 62. So if okay. you're normally a 1,000-yard guy, he's a 600-yard guy. I mean, mm. just as a reference. And mm-hmm. now why do I bring him up and interrupt J.K. Dobbins? He passed his physical day one and was never on PUP. That doesn't mean he's 100% healthy. That means contractually they signed to a big deal. There's no Mm -hmm. reason not to. They'd rather have him do individual drills with Mm -hmm. the team. He has to pass a physical to do that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he's working on the side with the trainers. They're not going to not pay this guy. They've already rewarded him. They know he's coming along, and that's all good news. But that doesn't mean he's your wide receiver one week one. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And right now, the latest video we've seen on Chris Godwin, and most of us has probably seen it he's got a big old acl brace on his knee he was Mm -hmm. injured week 15 Mm -hmm. evan do you ever remember a wide receiver or a skill position player that wears a brace like that i mean in real games i mean i I I guess maybe some rbs but certainly not wide receivers i mean i mean a db would be licking his chops if he saw that and 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 i saw that on video and and there were some comments and look at how he's doing look at his route running yeah, he's running against the DB coach. I mean, I would hope he could burn the DB coach. You know, I mean, I mean that's so. Look, I'm not hating on Chris Godwin. I'm with you. I think second half of the season he can do better. See Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham last year's ACL was earlier than Chris Godwin's. But to say week one he's you know nine catches a hundred yards, it's just not realistic, right? Uh, right. In, in terms of yeah. what's happening. Look, look, if he was a hundred percent, or if he had a, a six score in maybe the nineties, I mean, he'd be like a second round pick. I mean, he'd be a top twenty five overall right. player. Um, so I mean, we're we're definitely you know adjusting for some uh, some missed time or time early in the season where he's not going to be. As effective, that's really the, you know, that that's really the the one the thing that I feel like is hardest to gauge, is um, the effectiveness of the players when they return. You know, what is that? Are, are they going to be eased in? J.K. Dobbins is he going to be eased into the season? Yeah, you we'll know? get back to J.K. Dobbins, yeah. but but now I just realized one thing, Evan, why we don't use your projections when we talk about six scores. Because your projections already have some health issues factored in. A lot of the others don't. That's why we use the ESPN Saquon one. Like, you know, they don't fully have them. You do. So that's why projecting 62 against yours is not accurate because you're already factoring some of that stuff in. Uh, When you we're saying 62 from what a healthy Godwin would be. Uh, That's Mm kind of what we're saying. Mm -hmm. So back to J.K. Dobbins. Great. He passed his physical. He's off PUP, but it's still a multi-ligament knee injury. And okay, he has a brace on and some running backs do. So, and I just use a Chris Godwin example. He passed his physical. Doesn't mean he's 100%. Now, Justin can pull up in, in the video here and, and screen share it. And this was from today, uh, one of the Baltimore Beat reporters. You can see J.K. Dobbins in one of the games I always play Evan, is as you look at the video, I go, was it his right knee or left knee? And <laughs> and look, 
My guys in the room here immediately say, oh, left knee. <laughs> okay. Should we it's, let Evan it, play? <laughs> it, no. I mean, look, as he does this drill, first of all, he cheats when he starts off with the left side. It's a little distance here. And then look at the ch change of direction at the end. We'll, we'll show it again. So let's, let's go through it again. He cheats to start. He stumbles on, on one of the tires. And then to change directions at the end and come back, he's completely favoring the left side. And look at how long he even limps halfway through the, the jog. And look, at mm. it takes him 20 steps to stop. stop. Yep. He's not there. Mm. I mean, mm. is he an NFL running back? Yes. Is he going to get there? Yes, and I hope so. Is he anywhere near 100% today? No. Now, we're going to hold off because our season six score for him is 47 meaning mm. a little less than half of what you expect. We may indeed raise that as we see him look better. We're not stuck on it. But right now, I don't see anything to make us, boom, change your mind. And, of course, when week one comes around, we will have week one injury expectation and six score grades. These are just amalgamation of the season for fantasy draft purposes. Expect mm. about half of what you might expect a healthy J.K. Dobbins to have. We may raise that a little bit as we see better video, but off of that video today, and you can say he's not warmed up and it was early in practice and it wasn't max effort, but even as he does the drills, his right knee lifts a lot higher than the left. I mean, he's not even. And mm -hmm. look, this is the NFL. The game is not that easy. You really have to be at your best to be successful, even for a great running back like J.K. Dobbins. So I'm still – I mean – it all depends on what round, right? I mean, yeah. you're, ta you're talking in the first couple rounds. I don't think you can take J.K. Dobbins. No. Well, the good but news was at some was point in time, you can. Up until this point, he had been like a seventh or eighth round pick. Um, you know, so smack dab in the middle of the draft. But now he's going to rise, I guarantee you. Right. Because people see him out there, and people don't know what they're looking at. So, Well, um, I'm a fantasy novice, as you know. And uh, in the middle, uh, I'd have to see what I else I had and the scoring and the whatever mm -hmm. in the by the time you get to double digits in the draft I think he's worth a flyer especially later season but if he's in you know rising to the first five rounds I think you pass I think you got to look other directions is, mm -hmm. is look but you're the fantasy expert not me so um, no I, I I tend to agree with you I tend to agree with you um can, can I throw one back at you and that's sure. take one Barkley again this year do you know what your sixth score on him is for this season yeah the guys will look it up it's in the 90s okay Oh, really? Um, yes. I think there's some bounce back coming on all here right, for Saquon. All right, all right, um, all right. Think back be, be, to the because, most... Because he hasn't been good since 2019. I mean, he it's really... 93, Evan. 93. Yeah. I mean, he... No, he, no. He's good. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, remember, what 93 yeah. means for us mm -hmm. is that he's 93% of a completely healthy kid with no injuries coming out of college. Okay, mm -hmm. so 90s are all pretty good. He's not 96 or 97, 98, but 93 is okay. And it's based on his health. If you, mm -hmm. Evan, say based on scheme, based on his production, based on the offensive line, based on the fact that you don't think he's that good of a player, you're 93% of a lower projection number. We're just talking about health, okay? That's all we do, and we stay in our lane with that. So we're just saying we expect a health bounce back year for Saquon. He was 46 last year. He's double that this year. The second year back after the ACL is the good year. I remember when I first started in fantasy, everyone, like, they had hated on, we said Dalvin Cook, after his ACL, wasn't going to have a good second year back. He didn't. And then the next year, I was drafting him at a bargain because people said, I'm done with that guy. He's not any good. And yes, he got some shoulder issues later in the season, but his knee was pretty good that second year back. I mm -hmm. expect this physically to be a bounce back year for the Giants. But as we do our field views and team six scores, I mean, you, as you know, we haven't run broke, broken down to the offensive line. We have a, a run mm -hmm. offense versus run defense. The Giants have some injury issues, right? An O-line, some that carry over from last year. So that may factor into what you think Saquon's going to do. But just mm -hmm. Saquon himself, we have him in the 90s. Yeah, actually, their O-line has gotten better. I mean, they drafted. They've got two top seven picks at tackle now. And they've got some guys who just have shown the ability to block people on the, on the interior, which is not something that they've had for the Giants in, in years, sadly enough. But... 
All right, so here's my thought on, on Saquon, and mm-hmm. this has been my concern. It's just that he's not very good anymore because coming out of Penn State, he had this ability to put his like get vertical because he would he would like get stacked up around the line of scrimmage constantly. I mean, he, he was extreme boom bust runner where he you know stuff for zero, you know gain of two, gain of one, loss of four, and then all of a sudden he'll break an eighty yard touchdown. Because he could put his foot in the ground and like accelerate vertically upfield, and bang long runs like n- nobody else could, you know. So you could forgive him for all those crappy stuffed runs because the dude, you know, had this in in his toolbox. But I think for the last couple of years, he has lacked that ability to put his foot in the ground and get explosive vertically. Can he get that back? Well, from an ACL perspective and otherwise, I mean, we're relatively optimistic. Of course, we weren't there at yeah. surgery. We don't know associated cartilage damage. But, you know, and, and as you know, running backs like that age quickly in the NFL, right? And, I mean, if you go back to this last playoffs on another great running back, uh, Derrick Henry, when he mm-hmm. came back at Sports mm-hmm. Injury Central, we were big. I don't remember the sixth score off the top of my head. The guys can look it up. We said, look, he's back. He's going to play against the Bengals. But this will not be King Henry. This is at mm-hmm. best Derrick Henry. And with his right fifth metatarsal coming off surgery, if you look at his stats, he did pretty well running to his left, outside left foot cutting up field. But to his right, he did not score on that two-point play. There was one play in particular, I remember, out on the edge, everyone blocked but the cornerback. Don't you dream of that if you're a Tennessee Titan? Derrick Henry against the cornerback on the edge. Tackled for no gain because of the mm-hmm. bad outside foot couldn't plan and cut, cut out field. So what you bring up is very important, the ability to cut up field. Now, by the way, this year we think Derrick Henry's no issue. High, high, low yeah. chance of recurrence. We're very happy 94 with 94-6 score for Henry. 94-6 score entering the season. But I remember the stats were like he got about 60 yards in that playoff. 20 game. for 62 and a touch. Yeah. 20 for 62 and a touchdown. And four runs to the right for about two yards and Mm -hmm. 16 runs to the left for 58 yards. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was his numbers on the day. I mean, not a bad day, but if you just look at what he could do there, that's that's what he could do. And that's kind of what we try and do. It's not a matter of do they play or not play. It's if they're questionable Mm -hmm. in playing, what percent and what, you know, week to week. And the other thing I would have your listeners and fans look at is – absolutely follow along with what your rating is. But if you're undecided, whether on DFS or fantasy on who to play, it would behoove you to look at the field view and look at the run defense six score of the opponent Mm. that day. Mm -hmm. Is the run defense of the team that one running back is playing banged up or are they both healthy? That might be the differential, especially if the Evan Silver rating is very similar. How do you decide between the two, right? Mm-hmm. Or looking at the offensive line health on field view. So what we're big advocates of, we're a tool. We're a tool for smart guys to utilize. And you're among the smartest. So we love the, the fact that you utilize them. And, mm-hmm. and we're not trying to influence a single decision that you or any fantasy player or DFS guy makes. We're just giving you another factor to consider and figure mm-hmm. out what you uh, want to do and that and and you know you do so much homework and we just do a lot of injury homework on all these guys and i think we're really the only place that looks forward on injuries everyone else mm-hmm. is based off of coaches reporting and looking backwards mm-hmm. and looking at patterns we're looking forward and uh, we love the fact that coaches do their job and coach speak abounds, right? I mean, we love that. I mean, oh, yeah, uh, Jimmy G is going to be fine after surgery. No, he's not tradable until he can throw and pass a physical because it's mm-hmm. a throwing shoulder injury and he hasn't been mm-hmm. traded. Look, uh, John Harbaugh at the Ravens, the last four weeks of the season, Lamar Jackson looks good this week. We think he's going to practice and play. This was on Monday. And the line would be, Ravens minus six or six and a half. And we'd say, no, he's not playing this week. And Friday gets ruled out. It moves to two and a half. Right. I mean, so Mm -hmm. we love and we don't dislike John Harbaugh. He's doing his job. Right. It's coach speak. Mm -hmm. It's it's your job and my job, at least my job for injuries to interpret based on videos. And that's what we try and do. Love it. Another guy coming back. And I know you've tweeted about him quite a bit. Is um, but I still want to hear your uh, your take, Michael. Michael, I Thomas. do. That's where it's going. Hey, <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, hey, I'm yeah. laughing at that because 
People yeah. really retweeted and said, oh, he's coming after you, Doc, because he said something about fantasy doctors not knowing anything. Oh, that's right. And, and, <laughs> he kind of was, right? A little well, bit. Well, I, I look at it this way. <laughs> My number one thing is, number one, I've always been very upfront that I don't know fantasy, right? I'm, I'm, it's my third official fantasy contest this year Scott is Fish, Scott yeah, Fishbowl. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I've had some beginner's luck. You know, I've been, I've been very uh, Marty Schottenheimer, done very well in the regular season and in the postseason. We don't, we don't show up. So. <laughs> that, the, the only victories in, that we've had is the two first-round buys, yep. right? Yep. The second round, we get yes. demolished. We're, we're not in position to win in the playoffs. But whatever. Uh, we're happy just not to be in last place because you know i'm a beginner at all this but in any case what we're saying is uh, so i said to michael thomas response first of all i'm not a fantasy doctor i don't know anything about fantasy really and technically i'm a quote real doctor right so maybe he wasn't talking about me i'm just joking around but here's the thing we wrote in april correct guys Mm -hmm. here's what we wrote in april and i'm more than happy to modify and change this what we wrote in april and this is before he didn't pass a physical for minicamp before anyone knew of all this before he didn't pass the season opening physical and all this we said we're worried because a he had a third surgery b the videos that we're seeing that he was still limping quite a bit on that one side And so we gave him a relatively low six score of 59 at the time. And we said, we still have some worries about him because we don't like it. Remember, this is a 2019 was his last full season. This was Mm -hmm. a 2020 injury that obliterated 2021 and now is beginning to leak into 2022, at least minicamp when he didn't pass. So at that point in April, the article that we wrote was, when Chris, sorry, when Michael Thomas got hurt, before he got hurt, he was a top three receiver in the NFL. We think it's less likely that he returns to be a top three receiver this year mm-hmm. than it is that he's number three on his own team with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. And I get that's mm-hmm. a very bold statement. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, is if he's the number two receiver on his team, I think we're still proven correct that he's a lot closer to the number three receiver on his team than number three in the NFL, which is where he was in 2019 before the injury happened. So he, is he looking better? I think he is looking somewhat better. Would we increase his season 59-6 score? Not yet. Would we increase his week-to-week? We'll see. I mean, I saw some video uh, this weekend, I think, of look at how good he looks. It's like yeah. three, three days ago, I believe. Three yeah. days ago. Yeah, yeah. Yes, cutting off his good leg. His good ankle. Yeah, mm. one plant cut. What about the rest of the route tree? And there was something, look, look at his move. And he's getting separation. Once again, separation against what looks like it to be a DB coach or an intern. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope he can get separation from those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not hating on Michael Thomas. I want him to get healthy. But just being honest, he's still at 59 for the season overall. Now, we might raise that as we get closer and see more video. We're not stuck on the opinion. And we're not, uh, to me, our opinion's actually been pretty good because we wrote the 59 in the opinion in April. Mm. And, you know, now he's trending better and, and we'll see where he's at. But that's yeah. kind of where we're at. And on that one, I know you love Alave, Evan. You've been talking about him on Twitter. Yeah. So that's, he, even in camp, it looks like he's already, you know, agreed with what we yeah. were talking about in April. But also, we had Winston at an 81 doc, six quarter start. How do you, how do you feel that's going to affect Thomas at all? Well, look, first of all, the work they get together has been diminished this whole offseason. And right. Alave, mm-hmm. arguably, he's gotten more work with Jameis Winston than, mm-hmm. than Michael Thomas has, even though Alave is a rookie, right? right? So that factors in the equation. And obviously, Jarvis Landry is in the mix now. As far as Jameis Winston concerned, the reason why I give him an 81 is from the pocket, we think his knee health is pretty good mobile and creating plays outside the pocket. We have our doubts. So that 81 is kind of an amalgamation of Jameis and his uh, production for the year. The, look, he had a multi-ligament knee injury. Right. We think and we strongly believe he will play week one and be effective, but perhaps not as effective because he can't extend plays. But mm-hmm. we don't think he's, not, he's going on PUP or not ready for the start of the season because he's a quarterback. If you're a running back or a wide receiver, that's a different story. It's a different level. From the pocket, I think he's going to be very effective, at least not hindered that much by his knee from the pocket. But out of the pocket, we have our concerns. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know, he's always been, I mean, he's a, a slow runner, but he's always been a good scrambler. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, he, and he's been just mobile enough to make a difference on the move and to be, and he's always been pretty good at running around the goal line. Um, but big, I, I big think kid. It, it, he's a big kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big dude. Let me ask you about Zeke Elliott because he's a guy who people don't want to draft this year at all. I mean, he's – I just got him in the sixth round in a draft. Um, I've got him I've around there him too, Evan. He's fallen in a lot of places for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I, I started drafting him like every time because, I mean, he still has like 12 to 15 touchdown potential. But I don't – is he going to come back and be the same after, after this PCL injury? You know, is he? I mean, he's not that old still. He's like 26, 27. I believe health wise, he will come back very strong. And, you know, in my one draft, I was waiting for him to drop enough that I would take him and have a bargain, but I didn't get there. I guess he's a 93 six score. But he's not six score 93. He's going to recover from this PCL. The bigger threat to Ezekiel Elliott, of course, is scheme and Tony Pollard. Right. 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 And you can comment more on that. But physically, I think you're getting a good deal in the sixth round, even though I'm not a fantasy guy. I've got. Health-wise, if that's what you're asking, I've got reasonable confidence that Ezekiel Elliott will be fine from that PCL with very little residual. Now, usage and what they do is, you know, who knows, right? But physically, I think he's fine and, and draftable. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to start. I'm just going to take okay. him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take there, a stance there, on him. It's more comfortable this way <laughs> anyways. This was the old days. Yeah. You would just ask me questions that I answer. You could have know, the floor. All right. Let me hit you with Michael Gallup. And he took, I think he did not have a multi knee ligament, right? Well, well I don't know. Just go ahead. Technically, he did. Okay. Oh, he did. Okay. It was ACL, MCL. But MCLs yeah, don't okay. need surgery. 57, okay. right. six score for Gallup, guys. Yeah. 57. Ooh, okay. And that was interesting. There was uh, our good friend Michael Gelkin, who was in San Diego. He was covering the Chargers when I was working the Tribune, Chargers. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Union Tribune, yeah. So he's a good friend. Uh, he they were reporting, you know, look at how great he is. He's moving. I was like, no, no, he's not there yet. And uh, we wrote again that this is an ACL-MCL. And I think it might have been as a result of our articles that he was asked about that post-practice in an interview, and he mm-hmm. admitted to the MCL in addition to the ACL. And he admitted okay. that even though he's looking good and rehab's on schedule, that he wasn't maybe ready for the start of the season. I mean, it's January was, 2nd is when this happened. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's in the Chris Godwin camp. No, right. no matter how right. you package it in terms of... But he's of, even later than Chris Godwin, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a couple yeah, weeks later. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's two weeks later, weeks later. But, yeah. you know, okay. depending okay. on associated injury, this, that, the other, the MCL does heal without surgery. I mean, okay. I can't say, look... Uh, Chris Godwin will come back two weeks before Michael Gallup. That's that's cutting it too close. I'd put them in the same, right. as you put it in fantasy, tier of injury in terms yeah. of time period. And I'd say they're they're similar. And if you look at their their six scores, look uh, because of the multi ligament fifty seven. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin, 62. That's pretty close, I mean, for yep. the season in terms of what we're expecting out of them. Now, of course, for the Gallup situation, what he's missing out on is, you know, all the extra reps is the number two, right? I mean, right. With, with Amari gone. Mm-hmm. And and Godwin's spot is going to stay intact, right? Because mm-hmm. they know it's Chris Godwin and he's coming back. It's always harder, in my mind, to recover from an injury and jump a level of play. You get what I'm saying? Jameson like, Williams, like, right? Yeah, Chris Godwin's just trying to return to a same level. Michael Gallup this year, absent injury, is trying to get to a new level, right? And so mm-hmm. it's always harder to do that. And same with Jameis mm-hmm. Winston. When he was drafted, we didn't say... James Williams. J- Jameson Williams. We didn't say that Detroit made a bad choice. We just said, you can't expect in the start of the season. They've, and he's a 53. And Yeah, 53, mm-hmm. but... They've now said it. He's going to start on PUP. So here's a rookie, a great college player who's got to jump a level, can't be in all the practices and other things, and he's got to worry about his rehab. That's harder to do. So um, that's kind of where we're at on that. Uh, he was so fun to watch in college. I mean, Jamison Williams, like just a straight and, and, and by the way, Evan, I know you get into some of this too, but we actually did that live time in the in the national championship game saying it was an ACL because the video mm. was pretty good. And we're about to launch in the next week. We're going to cover college football this year. Now, will we wow. be covering, no offense, 
Austin P. No, I mean, okay, I mean, we just bandwidth <laughs> issue, but SEC Big Ten, and we'll have a college football tab at Sports Injury Central. All S- the big prospects, all of it, yeah. SICscore.com. We have some articles up already, and part of us, what makes us do that, is not only the popularity of college football, but the way you know drafts are working now, where you know you're even drafting college kids before they get to the NFL. You and, were doing it already, right? To uh, you know, I feel like yeah, you're a little bit but, finger in the palm, but also with NIL. I feel like it's not the pure sanctity of sport for sport. They're, they are playing for pay, so mm-hmm. then it starts to be fair to analyze what their injuries are. If sure. it's just a pure college student, I didn't love that idea, right? But now it's pro, semi-pro. I think it's fair to go. So we are going to co- cover college football this year. Nice. I like it. I'm running out of guys here. You want to oh. bring up his bears, maybe? Oh, your bears. Uh, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, I mean, hang on. Sorry, hang on. Evan. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I am not. I am not a freaking bears fan. Okay. <laughs> oh, Let, let's just be I clear you about were. this. Oh, hell oh, okay. no. Hell no. Oh, okay. No. I don't I root for this. any specific NFL teams. I only root for my fantasy team. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so be real clear go. about that. All, All right. right. Well, the Bears wide receivers <laughs> have some issues now with uh, and kill Harry and and some yeah. of the guys. Byron Pringle, line. Yep. But I'll give you a little sneak peek. No, they're going to be horrible, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> All right. He disavowed knowledge pretty <laughs> yes. quickly there. So two, we'll talk about three things real quickly here. Number one, the Ravens, and we haven't fully published it all. We've just leaked some of it, and we're going to get into it with field views. Okay, you're supposed to start your season with a team six score, overall six score, into the 90s. Because you don't want injuries to leak from one year to the next. And if yeah. they do, the GM is supposed to sign somebody, right, to, to fill mm-hmm. it. Now, once training camp starts, injuries start to happen, and maybe your 95, 94 becomes 88. And, you know, as you go down in what we do. The Ravens right now are sub-80. Mm. 25 of the 32 teams are 90 or above. Mm-hmm. They're the only one sub-80 right now. Why? We talked about Dobbins. Gus Edwards off the ACL. Ronnie Stanley, maybe not there. Tyler Linderman, just recurrence of the list, Frank. Media saying one to two weeks. We don't really buy that. So two out of the five offensive linemen. Both, quote, top running backs. Um, obviously, they're wide Mark, receiver. Marcus Peters as well. Issues. On defense, yeah, they're, they're outside linebacker, weak outside linebacker issues. Both. The one drafted, the one before with Achilles right. uh, issues. Uh, Marcus Peters. Bowser Nagabo, yep, yep. Yeah. And, so the bottom line is they've got red dots all over the field right now. And that's not good coming into the season. And they came out of last season one of the most injured teams around. They're coming into yeah. the season. They have five people issues. on Pup. Five people on Pup, and that's what Dobbins already coming off. So Football yeah. Outsiders <laughs> had them last year. Uh, they do an adjusted game loss metric. Right. You yes. know, uh, yeah, I like what they, they do there. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. and they had, they had the Raven last year's Ravens as one of the most injured teams in like two decades. Yeah, and we always say injuries beget injuries. I mean, the Giants held the title for three, four years in a row, but this yeah. one was an outlier for the Ravens. And the concern is, now, what we do is, as good as it is to know looking backwards, and believe me, the football outsider's stats are better than ours looking backwards. We don't focus backwards. We focus forwards. Right. And it's just a different bent. And uh, right. with the panel of NFL doctors, we try and use the insider knowledge to try and do this. And so looking forward right now, the Ravens still have some issues. That's big. Another team we'll talk about, uh, the Packers. Everyone's talking about who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to. We're yeah. concerned about who's going to protect him. Bakhtiari's yeah. injury is leaking into another season. It basically mm. wiped out last season. Three separate procedures. Yep. Yeah, and he's got you know a recent knee scope and probably cartilage issues. And he looks a hot mess on some video. Elton Jenkins, mm. who's supposed to be the right tackle, is still recovering from his ACL. So you, which way are you going to shift the protection for Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. there? So we have some worries there. Another big worry just happened. There was already a little bit of a worry. Now recently, yeah. But now just even this morning, Makai Becton with his right knee. That's the same right knee issue, patella dislocation issue, loose cartilage fragments, arthritis issue he had last year. We believe that's one of the reasons they moved him to the right side so that it could be his outside leg instead of his inside power leg at tackle. And yet today in practice, he's still left limping. 
and was uh, pushed around. And so the, the Becton and the of- offensive line for the Jets, and the Jets may have a few little issues to start the season. So those are some of the things that we've been concentrating on besides all the big uh, fantasy names. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Evan, anything else you want to talk about or push? I mean, you're so good. You're such a good friend. I appreciate you and <laughs> uh, uh, and respect you. And uh, uh, if you don't mind, we'll be quoting you all year as you uh, use any uh, six-score information. And uh, we, Absolutely. We always you know, follow I, your I, stuff. I, I started to get really into looking at the six scores uh, in the playoffs last year. I got to incorporate it more into my um, regular season analysis. It's, it's, it's a great tool. And uh, thanks so much for letting me pick, and, pick your brain and, and quiz you on, on all these key guys. Because I can't remember a year where there were so many key guys that got injured in like week 16, 17, 18 and then, you know, it bleeds over into the next season. I mean, so many critical guys. I'm sure injuries happen, you know. But, like, critical, like, big-time fantasy players that got hurt late in the year. And, like, you got to worry about them all offseason. And then, are they going to be ready? And, you know, we got to talk to Dr. Chow. Are they going to be effective? And, you know, that that's a, a big part of fantasy analysis in 2022. Well, Evan, thank you so much. And still, as I always tell you, if you want to escape the cold in Chicago, spend a day in the command center with us this uh, this fall uh, in I'd San Diego. To, I'd love to. Open yeah, invite. To. You let me know when All you right. want to come out. All right. Uh, thank you very All much. Right. The great Evan Silva established the run. Thank uh, you so much. We'll be right Thanks, back guys. after a quick break here. All right. Well, that was fun with Evan Silva. I told the guys, I told you guys, Evan's like, he's on it. Like, he's not a 15-minute and out guy. He's nope. going to talk, and, and he's got so much information. And he's got fun. questions, too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he had his own list of guys. There you go. Oh, no. So, yeah. it, <laughs> so check the rankings tomorrow because uh, Silva's going to be making some adjustments. It's fun <laughs> to talk with him. We, I've talked with him over the years and, for sure. and et cetera. But uh, as predicted, huh, Jacob and Justin, I told you Taylor would get his comments in. He wasn't going to sit quiet for no, the 40 for sure. minutes. Uh, he was uh, There's no Raiders talk. Though what the heck? Oh, there's not much oh, you to got, talk about. You got, maybe? you got slapped down a little bit when no, you said I did. bears. You no, got, I did. You got slapped down immediately. I know. Yeah, and you know what it was? It's because he's definitely heard it before. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you stepped in it there. He's I like, did. no, it's not. I know. <laughs> That's that. Hey, Sorry, hey, Justin. Evan. Justin, you got to clip that. We got to show that slap down, the beat down on on our Twitter <laughs> handle. Put on TikTok. Put on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. You know the the beat down. I think we cover football pretty good. Uh, before we go to the Beast of the Week, you wanna, is there anything else you guys want to chat on, uh, et yeah, cetera? I, I mean, it's basically just uh, National League injuries. What were uh, okay. what baseball seasons, dog days, you know, middle of August-ish is when Tatis uh, don't, is supposed don't, to come back. Don't, don't bring up the Padres' ego. The last yeah. <laughs> They're what? Look, you guys know my son's a fan. I went to the game. Does he have a soda we, shirt we to, We all went to the game yeah. Thursday, That's right. the day after the trade. Yeah. They're one and four since the trade. Yeah, it takes a while. You gotta oh learn how to gosh. play together. They scored I mean, nine in the first game, though. They went, uh, didn't they win the first? Yeah, I think yeah. it's four straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all I know is at that game on Thursday, the number three, four, and five hitters were all brand new. Yeah. Uh, yep. How were the Padres even staying in it before if yeah. that was the case? And then, <laughs> and then the reliever Josh Hader is going to be good. Anyways, uh, yeah, the Dodgers. So, you know. so where's Tatis hitting when he comes back? Middle August ish. Where or what position? DH or <laughs> both? Whatever, whatever you got info on. I don't have any inside info. Look, all I know <laughs> is, look. Once again, I can't say enough. I love the Padres. They're the team, and it's not insider information there at all. But when the G- GM in March said three months to Tisu back, we all said what? No, four to six. Right, right after the All Star break would be. Take it, great news. Five's the middle. We're at five and a little bit of change right now. And Bob Melvin, the head, the manager, has said, you know, mid-August. So it's going to be five months and a week or two. Four to six was always the number. The good news is when he comes back, the worry will not be about his wrist. His wrist will be fine. The worry will be about what? Number one, reacclimation to hitting major league pitching. That's right. the rehab assignment. Yep. Number two, reacclimation to speed of the game if he's trying to play shortstop or outfield or whatever. And for injuries, I'm way more worried still about his shoulder than his wrist. I'll put this wager out to anybody. He will miss games from his shoulder before he misses time from his wrist okay. as he comes back. And someone said, you know, one of these days they're going to have injury props and when players return. 
would love that. <laughs> we would love that. If, That'd be incredible. If, uh, if people would get into that. But anyways, so that's the tease. And two, the good two news more is he'll be fine. Yeah. Two more real quick. Kershaw with his back issue. He's on 15-day. Dodgers are a million miles ahead in the NL West. Is that a big concern? He's going to be back for playoffs. Well, that's fine. Do you remember all the outroar, we outrage, and we talked about it on the podcast when Dave Roberts pulled Clayton Kershaw from that perfect game? Yep. Right. I remember. This is why he's had a history of low back and SI joint issues. Here it is again. They're trying to win the World Series, not, you know, get. And so because of that, they'll rest and rehab him. Is this a concern? Look, it's been a recurring concern for Clayton Kershaw. That's why they pulled him from that game. They want to be careful with him. He's their horse to ride or they've got others, too. But, yeah, this is. This is what this is all about. It's it's a long season injury management. What I told you at the time where I was like, it might look at the way differently. I'm like, maybe I leave him in because the opportunity doesn't ever come again. You know, because like you said, he's not, he's always getting hurt, you know. So there's, a, well, there's a, maybe a slight different way of looking at that too, no, right? Okay, but are the Dodgers not World Series or bust? They're always going to be. But yeah, I mean, what is a perfect game to I mean, do that? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, if you're the, no offense, but if you're the Cincinnati Reds, you probably leave them in. For sure. <laughs> you want a signature game for the season no, for I get the it. fans. But you're not. You're the Dodgers. Uh, like, so anyways, so that's that. Uh, I don't think it's major. I don't think there's leg pain. But it is a management issue, not only for the rest of the season, but the rest of his career, I believe. Look at, uh, what's it, five, six times he's been on mm-hmm. IL because of yep. his low back or SI joint? Absolutely. Anyways. Uh, speaking of another ace with lengthy injury histories, he's back throwing 102. Jacob deGrom it looked okay. incredible in the second start. Still on a pitch limit, though, so. Look, there are some people that are tweeting me, oh, you hated on Jacob deGrom this season. Look you at said him he was now. 62. Look at him now. Yep. Look at him now. He's missed. Over half the season, and we, if anything, our six score sixty two before the season started was too high. He's missed over half the season. That doesn't mean he can't be great. If he's great the rest of the season, I'm not sure he even gets to a sixty two based on his sixty two percent of his overall production. I hope he stays great. My worry is he throws so hard, and he's had this string of kinetic chain issues and elbow and shoulder and upper back. Have they identified the source yet? I hope so, but. I still have my worries about him going forward. Although right now, if you if we were in his next game six score, he's probably ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean he had really one well. one hitter in five point two innings, twelve Ks. Yeah, he still he pitched pitch count, still yeah, there, but he's absolutely. been dominant, yeah. no question. How do you strike out twelve guys on seventy five pitches? That's yeah. that's just efficient. He's not. He, he's he's very good. Yeah, well, very you, good. Only, you only need thirty six, don't you? Uh, <laughs> just don't mess with the other ones. The I math guess. the math is there. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot of foul balls either. Obviously. Yeah. They, they just miss. <laughs> yeah, talk about maximizing your fantasy value in seventy five pitches, though. Come yeah, on, yeah, that's that's a good start. If I'm a Mets fan, do I care if he's if he doesn't figure it out until after the season? I mean, if he ride we ride him through the playoffs and then you get the World Series, then he figures it out afterwards. Um, no, if he has that success, but right. you know, uh, you have to have that right to. I mean, but make it worth it. Look, it's still a ways to go here. Let's not assume that he's going to make it all. I hope he does. And I'm not worried about that because of our silly six score 62. I think we've already proven that that was a pretty good number right. uh, in terms of what it is. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's got no long-term issues. This is another one that leaked from last season to this season in terms of what's going on. All right, Beast of the Week. We got a, one from training camp. I'm sure you've seen this <laughs> a million times being out there on the practice field with guys. Justin Reed hitting a 65-yarder. Chief safety. <sighs> I'm not really impressed. Backup kicker or look or just a safety or just safety. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Maybe look, if he were on the Carolina Panthers, they wouldn't have pregame tryouts anymore before that Buffalo game. They just say, Justin Reed, you can kick, (laughs) kick off after the kicker got hurt. I mean, yeah, it's impressive. It's off a tee. It just shows he's a great athlete. I mean, you do realize there's no one trying to block the ball there, right? I mean, yeah. it, I mean, in terms he, of he had the short walk up, it's fine. Looked I mean, like the wind wasn't doing much. It wasn't wind aided. Look, I've seen guys do that before. I know you okay. have. That's why I, I mean, wasn't impressed, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it just shows what he's a great athlete. 
Okay, right. he's got good hip, hip flexibility. I mean, uh, I thought you were going to come with Justin Tucker hitting the the field goal to get the guys off the field, but just Justin. He Tucker was trying does to sign his new. He was trying to sign his new contract quicker. He just got one today. He was trying to rush him off the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I sort of shrug at that. I mean, I've told you this before. One of the most impressive feats I've seen is Antonio Camardi. Antonio Camardi can do that kick. Antonio Camardi, from his knees at the fifty yard mm-hmm. line, throws a ball through the goalpost. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. So, anyways, so I, I, I mean, good, okay, fine. But what do you got, Taylor? You got anything? I didn't do my homework. I told you I do not have a good one for this this week. No Romanian no soccer beast. league beasts of the week. No, or anything I mean, like that. I got a push on my last bet, so it's not really beasts for me. You know what? It's, it's an easy, obvious one to me because I grew up in LA. I mean, Vin Scully passed away. I, you know, even I forgot, okay, yes, all the iconic Dodger calls, and, you know, I can still hear his voice, and I'm old enough to, that, yeah, we actually did have transistor radios back in the day, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are stories of, and this was true, you know, nowadays you go into a bathroom and you have the game on, and you can hear the game when you go to the bathroom at a ballpark. At Dodger Stadium, you could, because everyone had their transistor radios with them as they went to the bathroom and there's enough ambient radio sound that you could still follow the game right and you know the kurt gibson calling other things but what this week also showed me is that i'd forgotten how many other sports he called the the the, the catch mm-hmm. with dwight clark i didn't have, i learned that this week and i had I no mean, idea he did that <laughs> he did a lot of other stuff so right. we'll make uh the beast vin scully because i think everyone like you know if you, if you play the recognition sound recognition game of the voice I think everyone can do it in two words, no more than three words. Mm-hmm. His voice is so distinctive in his storytelling. So uh, I'll make uh, – and, and look, Vin Scully right up there with Chick Hearn, Lakers, right? The, the well, one I grew up with lucky. is uh, Harry Callis. That's when I, when I was a Phillies fan. So he's, he did NFL videos or films great too. Ones, right? yeah, I, so mean, I spent some time yeah. in Chicago. One of the pictures I value most one time was a, a picture with Harry Carey. You okay, know, there uh, you go. <laughs> and and – but for different reasons, Vin Scully's a storyteller, Chick Hearn. But Vin Scully with his passing, so hats off to Vin Scully there. For sure. All right, guys. Uh, uh, thanks to Evan Silva. Thanks to you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. We've got a look. I'm going to miss this guest series because when we get to the regular season, we got too much to go over to have guests. So I think we have three slots left, and they're good ones. If assuming I won't, should I say the name? No, I won't say the name because you know scheduling snafus. They're scheduled. They're three blockbusters. I guess you can't have a bigger blockbuster than we'll say four blockbusters with Evan Silva mm-hmm. leading into this here. Uh, it's been fun, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week or at SportsInjuryCentral SICScore.com. Thanks. Mm-hmm.